Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes. This is episode 118 I am Derek, one of your regular weekly hosts. I have my other two lovely hosts with me, Ryan. Hello. And Ray. Hi. And it's just the three of us. No guests this week. We're uh, just going to be talking amongst ourselves. And we're going to be covering some news, movie and TV news, before diving into our main topic, which is uh, properties we want them to adapt into film next. So that could be anything from, of course, comic books like we've seen, um, video games, anything. novels, anything. Anything. I've got a weird one on mine. Okay. So uh, we each were supposed to bring five to the table. Oh, I didn't know there was a number. But I went way more than that. So I think You I always do. Yeah. So I wasn't really worried. Um, but yeah, so we're excited to talk about that. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but first, news. What do we got? Well, Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Talk amongst yourselves. Peanuts are neither a pea nor a nut. Talk amongst yourselves. Ray finds his nuts. <laughs> okay, we're neither good. Neither rape nor finds. Uh, okay. Shazam Gate 2018. No, Nothing. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened this week. Come on, Zachary Levi, you're letting us down. Uh, they did reveal, um, well, they, they tweeted uh, all three of the logos out that they have for the next three DC movies. So yeah, Aquaman, Shazam, and then Wonder Woman 2, which was kind of cool seeing them all together. But other than that, Wonder Woman 2 is going to be set specifically in 1984. No idea if they're trying to reference the book or not. Well, I think I think I know why they're setting it in 1984. If you go back to Wonder Woman's lore and just in general American history, I was born in 1984. Whoa, dude. So I feel like that that's probably going to play a big part. There was an issue um, dedicated to your birth. Yeah, exactly. A full issue. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty rare. It was actually, there was a whole arc, but, you know. You get taken to the mascara. Yeah, it's a weird situation but as a baby. I couldn't really appreciate where I was, but, of course. Uh, you know. Yeah, so I have a feeling that's exactly why. I think that's a great, great storyline. There is another thing about Wonder Woman 2. Uh, there's a rumor that I just read about like, less than five minutes ago, that Zack Snyder is rumored to be on set, like, helping with set design and things like that, which is interesting. He's still a producer on the project. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's, like, just... Gal really likes him. owns part of the DC Entertainment at this point. Like, I feel like that was part of his contract, so... Or to be a producer on X number of films. Yeah, maybe there's a contractual thing, but he is officially a producer on Wonder Woman 2. He was also a producer on Wonder Woman... Yeah, so. and Justice League, and a director of Justice League. Well, and, yeah. yeah, it's another rumor for Wonder Woman is Doctor Fate might show up. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. I love Doctor Fate. Mm-hmm. Underused character. Yeah, uh, very small role. Obviously, he doesn't have very much to do with uh, Diana, but Felix Faust. And Dr. Fate have fought multiple times. Felix Faust is a huge villain for Wonder Woman. So 
maybe there's a connection. Either way, Dr. Fate can go into multiple directions. They could be setting up for Justice Society. They could be setting up for Justice League Dark. Especially because so. right now Wonder Woman is working with the Justice League Dark yeah. in the comic books. So, I mean, that's... if you And Felix Faust is a, an enemy a lot of the time of the mm-hmm. Justice League Dark. So... Yes. You know, a that's a lot of ways they could go that route. That's where my hope is, personally, but I think Justice I'm not going to hold on to it. Justice <laughs> more interesting than a Justice Society movie, to be oh, honest. Yeah. But there well, is... We've already done the Justice Society somewhat on the TV side. Yeah. I mean, the old yeah. Justice Society. There's anyway. part of me that wants to see the nostalgia. Like, imagine if they did a Justice Society movie the same way they did Pleasantville. Like, it would just be fun for me. Pleasantville was terrible. It was fun. No, it wasn't it a was great movie. Fun. It was, it was fun. terrible. I like what there they did from a visual it. standpoint for Pleasantville. I like you the like use that they of made color. it black and white. I like how the color is played You're into. Colorblind. I want to make sure that everybody knows this. I can see color. I just see it differently than you do. You see black and white. I, I want do everybody not. to know. Look, this. you have a red cup, a blue cup over here for Ray, and I have a green one. We I had can pl- see we planned color. this. That's how we so, know that. You know, they're all marked. There's a new Adams Family cartoon animated film coming out next year. I'm a little disappointed because the voice cast matches the character so well that I think it should be live action. I think but, it's a little late for that since we're releasing yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, that would be sweet. Oscar Isaac I'd love to as see another Gomez. <laughs> perfect. It's, it's so good. He would be great in a live action. Like, that's that's the problem. perfect casting, yeah. When they announced his casting, he was, the, I think, the first one that they announced. And I was like, oh, man, he, that's going to be amazing. And they're like, and it's animated. I was like, oh. <laughs> why they would do that but i mean they make it appeal to kids more it it can appeal to kids more but there's also more flexibility from a special effects budget because you can draw and cgi more or less whatever you want versus you know doing a live thing and you have c but they've done it multiple times already yeah but those are older movies now and and, you know they wouldn't do it like that anymore no those movies still hold up i it's on practical effects a lot but you know that's not how they would do it today no that's just sure. not how movies are made anymore, which is unfortunate because like, I love the original Adams Family. It doesn't, it, yeah. The 1960s show is a lot of fun, just a ton of fun to watch, and maybe that's what they're going back to. I don't know. Because well, it was family see. friendly. It's not like they would show non-family friendly stuff <laughs> on cable or on basic television. I was more of a Monsters fan. Monsters was great. I watched the, the dragon that lived in the basement. So, like, six years ago, they came up with a reboot of it called uh, Mockingbird Lane, which is where they lived. Eddie Izzard was the grandpa, and Portia de Rossi was Lily, and it worked. It was so good, but they didn't pick up the pilot, which was sad, because I loved it. It was sad. But yeah, so that's happening. That's cool. Yeah. Jared Leto is doing a... Joker film, which is apparently a, it's the second Joker film that's in development, because there's also still the the one with uh, rumored Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. So here, here's the thing: like I've seen these articles too. Is Warner Brothers confirming this, or are Warner so- Brothers confirmed the Jared Leto one like an hour ago? Okay, so Warner Brothers has said it's happening, but there's no script or anything like that. The okay. kind of Joaquin Phoenix one is much further in development, I think, at this point. And Martin See, Scorsese and Joaquin Phoenix are still attached to that one. I feel like that those two things can't both right. be true. Oh, yeah, right? we're on board with you. We think so, it's just as bananas. Well, here's no, 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 I don't. I'm not like I actually think that it would be they, too confusing. They for can't people. be true, right? They're not making two standalone Joker films at the same time. 
I don't believe and that no Batman films. Like, right, I just, confirmed. Like, yeah, it would be weird, but it's not happening. Like, I don't think that that's what's happening. I think somebody who's reporting this has their wires crossed or is misspeaking, and reporters or they're are lying on it. purpose. Like, I mean, sure, it's well, the Joker. It's all about craziness, <laughs> right? I mean, it works with Avengers. They misdirected so many times to avoid spoilers that, you know, maybe that's just what DC's doing. They're going to release a bunch of fake press releases just to get people off their back. Or, now stick with me here, okay. DC has no idea what the fuck <laughs> they're doing. And they're like, you know what our fans have said they want more than anything? More Jared Leto as Joker, right? And I didn't hate him as much as everybody else did as Joker. I hated his look, not his attitude. His attitude was fine. I'm but not I don't a think fan he deserves his... topic joker. Yeah, I don't deserve, think he deserves his own movie. They're saying they want to expand the Suicide Squad universe. It's like, but why? Why? I mean, if you want to do like the Harley, um, yeah, Harley uh, Siren, be fine. Day, the Sirens, Gotham City Sirens, and all that. That, and you want to call that an expansion on the Suicide Squad? You want to bring back fine. Boomerang because right. he was a tolerable side character in the second one. Bring back Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> The character that was dying just designed just to die. Yeah, that you don't even get to see his powers. Like they show everybody else's <laughs> intro with so their powers, bad. and then he just shows up, starts climbing, and dies. He's a man who can climb anything, uh, scale any wall. Like what is that? Shut up, Mister Exposition. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but here's the thing: like we it just you Rick Flag. It makes no sense. Right, like there's no there's no way that they're developing two at the same time. Now maybe they've had maybe they're allowing two scripts to be pitched. And they've agreed that one actor will do this one and one actor will do this one. They'll get, they're going to pick one, which is still weird, but makes more sense than them actually doing two. I think the Jared Leto thing makes more sense just because Jared Leto was so verbally angry with the treatment of the Joker and Suicide Squad. And all of us have talked about Suicide Squad so much. Like, none of us thought he really belonged in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just superfluous to an already overstuffed film. Or, yeah. why have Enchantress be the bad guy when Joker could have been the one big bad guy? I don't, well, I mean, yeah. none of us, I don't think any of us wanted Joker to be the big bad guy just because he's been the bad guy in multiple so movies already. Movies. So you know, many. That's the thing, right? So at this point, we have had four official live action interpretations of the Joker, right? If you don't count Jerome on Gotham because they keep going back and forth on whether he's actually the Joker or not. Oh, well, he is now. I'm well, sure. Actually, they, they're I not mean, only... I don't think they're... There's, like, a legal issue with WB and how, like, Arrow can't use Batman. Or, you know, well, it's, it's like that where they said that you can't actually have the Joker. So they're just, like, dancing around it. That's yeah. why they're doing it in the Gotham. Right. So so if we take him out of the picture for a moment, we've had four official Joker versions in live action. And Jared Leto is probably number four on my list, you know? So, I love Romero. I mean, for the Adam West show, he fit in perfectly for what that tone was supposed like, to be. I stand by but, a man that refuses to shave. Fair enough. Yeah, you have good fine. friends on this cast. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Caesar actually, they, he refused to shave his mustache and they had to paint the makeup over his mustache in the Adam West version of Batman. And you may not have been able to tell in the 60s, I can't say, but you can definitely tell now. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, like, he was fine. I honestly think that, I, I think logic would tell me that you're, you're correct. But I think that based on the way Warner Brothers has handled the DC properties this far, it, it's probably 
it probably is as stupid as it seems, and they're legitimately like have these things happening. I I, I hope not. I just think that DC is uh, that I, I keep saying DC, but Warner Brothers because yeah, it's, it's, it's Warner not Brothers. DC. It's, War, it's Warner Brothers with DC properties. DC is killing it with the comics. The comics are much better than Marvel's right now. So you know, keep doing that. Keep making stories for us to adapt. But Warner Brothers is. I feel like Warner Brothers sits in a meeting. Pulls up all the characters there they legally own and just throws a piece of chewed up gum at them. They're like, that's what we're doing. Release the press statement. Yeah, that's and then it. they hit the gum hit Joker twice. And they're like, oh yeah, we're doing two well, Jokers. It's two flavors of gum, so two different gotcha. actors. <laughs> like, I hope I'm wrong, but I legitimately think that it's it's totally possible based on what we've seen so far from yeah. Warner Brothers that they would do that. I mean, we're we're also at the point now where they're they're talking about how Ben Affleck's still going to be Batman, and he's getting back into his Batman shape. And well, right after Suicide Squad, they were like, "We love Harley. We're giving her three movies right now." And then we never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joss Whedon left the Batgirl movie, and you know all these other things keep happening. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's confusing, so I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I. I will say this right we'll now. We'll find more next month when the, yeah. when Comic-Con happens, I'm sure. San Absolutely. Diego. I mean, they'll announce a lot of stuff there. I just, I, I, I'm just going to say it. They're not developing two standalone Joker films. Okay. I believe you. I just don't think that's happening. You Maybe think Martin Scorsese is going to direct his first animation film? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the big twist. Yeah, Scorsese is going to join the DCAU and do an animated Joker film. And that's how you'll get to Joker I'm sure that's going to happen. It's actually just animated Departed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? We got um, Avengers. Yeah, some leaked Concept promo art. art. I don't even know if it's leaked or not. They probably released it on purpose. Well, yeah. I, I saw that it was concept art, not promo art. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, so. concept. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a difference. It's true. Yeah. I, I do think it's a legit, legitimate Marvel. I don't know if it's actually, like, we, we don't know if it's leaked or not, but it does look legitimate. It does. For the same reason that, like, the solo leaks of, like, the Millennium Falcon and stuff showed a different Millennium Falcon than than uh, the old Millennium Falcon. If it was a fan-made poster, it would have the same as the, the Millennium Falcon we already know. Whereas this one has, you have, like, the Hulk in a shirt, right? <laughs> in a what fan? Suit. Yeah, what fan would... Just at randomly add that, you know. It's, so, it it's just weird though, because like like we Cap doesn't have his beard anymore, and Black Widow got dusted back to her normal hair. Like the it, dye job got dusted, right? Like it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it it's a little odd which characters they put in there. They're still two up in the air. Okoye, who we did see left alive, not dust at the end of Avengers Four. Who very well could stay in Wakanda and protect Wakanda. Who knows? But I figure she's prime for joining the Avengers and helping out. Um, and then Wasp. You know, Wasp is still kind of up in the air as well. And maybe at the end of this film we see that she was dusted too. We don't know. I'm pretty sure. Maybe they she, had her in the trailer. she's trapped in the quantum realm. I'm betting that either like halfway through the Ant-Man movie that she gets dusted or like towards the end she gets dusted. But I feel like... Plus, Evangeline Lilly has actually come out and said she doesn't have a big part in Avengers 4. So that, that pretty much tells you right there that she's dusted and comes back at the end. Look, I'll tell you this. If they actually cross over Ant-Man and the Wasp with the end of Avengers Infinity War and have people dying off, that would be very impressive. I agree. <laughs> so Ant-Man would be like the only of the of the new, Aven new Avengers to survive the dusting, right? 
Um, if he survives, oh, I mean, we know he just, he survives because yeah. we know he's plays a big War role Machine. in the next movie. But Ro- War well, Machine's no, been there since Iron Man One. Yeah, he's been there longer. No, than he he has, but he was also I'm part of the like, new group that in Avengers Two was training. So yeah, that's true. That's I guess I was just goal. more referring to ones you mean that like came in like joined phase, later in Phase Two and later. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Not OG. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting point. I mean, Okoye is still alive. But on that promo art, I think Ant Man is the only one. Yeah. Yeah. That is an interesting point. I had not considered that. Uh, Raccoon and Nebula are in that promo art. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And Guardians was phase two, right? So. Yeah, Guardians was phase two. But, they, but Ant Man was like the last movie of phase two, and it was after the it Avengers. Was. It was just so weird. Uh, Age of Ultron. So that, it, I mean, it was close enough to phase three for me that I would almost consider that a phase three I'm movie. I'm sure most but... people assume it's a phase three movie just because of that. So. Yeah. So, anything else you guys want to cover from a news perspective? No. No, I think that's good. We can move on. All right. So, our adaptations. Uh, For those who are joining a little late here, if you're watching it live, I'll just kind of reiterate. We're going to be pitching five things that we want to see adapted into film. These things could be literally anything. Uh, Of course, comic books, video games, um, novels, you know, short stories, what have you. So... Could it be TV shows adapted into movies? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we each were supposed to bring five to the table. Yes. Um, and if we have more and we have time, then we'll absolutely talk about those too. Uh, they can be honorable mentions, you know. So, Ryan, you get to start us off. I'll start us off. Okay. That's fine. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Then we're going to go counterclockwise. This was my idea. Why does Derek so, want to go last every time? Because he think, he has little faith in his. He thinks it's a position yeah. of power, probably. So I was upstairs no. typing notes, uh, just finishing mine up, and he was like, oh. Oh, you did more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that every time there's prep? Like, Derek has a lot on his plate. I'm not trying to diminish that, but he, he seems to do the least amount of prep for these of the, of the three of us. I get yeah. the box office numbers when we do movies. But nobody reviews. cares about that, right. so you're the only one that cares about that. I do it that. for you. <laughs> oh. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I might double check the numbers just to be sure. All right. Wow. <laughs> I get it off the same damn website. I don't know how you're going to double check. Okay, so I'm going to go with something that's already been adapted, and it sucks so bad I want it to be adapted again. A Wrinkle on Time. Uh, no, I don't okay. really care. It's Avatar Wait, The is, Last is Airbender. Is Cameron doing three more of those? I feel like you've had this prepared because you knew I was going <laughs> to No, he is not. That's going to fall through in pretty damn Those short. are Fern Gully sequels oh, okay. that he's doing. It's, Wait, is it going to be in 3D? God, I hope not. It's okay. So this is this movie by M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong was terrible. It was absolutely awful. But it's one of the most brilliant shows I've ever watched. It's family friendly. It's very representative of different financial backgrounds, different education backgrounds, different ethnicities, different uh, sexual orientations. Like it's for kids, but it's so much for adults and I feel like this would do it's begging for a live screen adaptation with real martial artists people that actually helped out on the show being involved and coming together to create a live action fantastical show um I think it would be best 
as like a Game of Thrones, but maybe on ABC. And I've had several. I have several of mine that when I was thinking of them, was like I'm thinking like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So. Game of Thrones is pretty spectacular. There's ten episodes a season. They take a full year to shoot. They hire hundreds of actors from different backgrounds. Like, and that's what these large scale fantasies need, you know, especially things that are not dystopian where they have the full world fleshed out and it's not just Will Smith and a dog alone in the world. It's, it's these characters and society is coming together or at war with each other, things like that. And this is very much that situation. It could use a decent background actor who gets a line here or two and then shows up next season and all of a sudden matters so much more. Mm. So I think it would do best there. If they were to adapt it to a, a movie series, I think it should be, for every season, there are three seasons, it should be two movies. And It's a big franchise. It's a huge franchise. Yeah. Why don't, Absolutely What huge. would you think about um, if they just did a completely different story than the TV show and it wasn't based on the seasons of the TV show <laughs> at all? It was just like its own thing. They came up with new stories and didn't base it off what was already out Is there. Is Aang still the last airbender? I don't, I don't know the names of any of the characters. I'm just trying to make delightful conversation. Aang, <laughs> Aang are ruining everything. So, Avatar The Last Airbender okay. is about Aang The Last Airbender. <laughs> The world of Avatar, though, is much greater. They have other stories within the world, so I would be okay with that if it was a continuation instead of... What if it was a prequel? I'd be even better with that. Some of the characters that they bring up prior to Aang, just in flashbacks... What if it was Wang, his great-great-grandfather? Stop it. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess you could show the war when the the Fire Nation attacked. (laughs) No, make it the Fire Gang. Oh right? God, Stick with me awful. here and do a crossover with Jim Henson's Fire Gang. Oh <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, but I think we've got a million no. dollar franchise. No, so I, I loved this show. This show was wonderful. And I would like to see something bigger in that universe. Uh, but I don't want them to stray from the Avatar because you know, that's, that's kind of the, that's the title of the show, right? So the, the Avatar is the one who can master all of the elements and that's a really cool thing and ang has his story because there's no one really around to teach him what to do and maybe it would be cool to see the way it was meant to be before everything fell apart well they they show that each avatar has come in contact with a like world ending calamity and true so if they were to adapt roku story or kiyoshi story it would be just as interesting as if they showed me Aang's story again. That's a good point. Roku and Kiyoshi should would be fine standalone films by themselves. Aang's, I feel like they need to spread out and do in a six movie deal or in um, three or four seasons in like 12, 13 episodes apiece on something. Yeah, I feel like you would need a premium service like an HBO to afford it. To afford it, yes, but it is still... um, I want it to remain accessible for all ages. I don't want them to age up things and Mm -hmm. mature it up. Because I feel like they still deal with situations that's very mature in a, I guess, logical way. 
Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think it would be really cool. It is interesting because most of the premium channels are very adult. They are. Yeah, I was trying to think of one that that would be a good home for. It feels like if you get put on Stars or Showtime or HBO, it's because you intend to show boobs and wang at some point and... That's or, not really necessary to the Avatar universe, I would think. Absolutely not. No, maybe but, they could go on CBS All Access. I'm just well. So here's the thing: though, here, I, I, my, my that thought crossed my mind, and then I remembered that Star Trek Discovery shows Klingon nudity. Um, just because they can doesn't mean they have to. No, but my point was just that all of these premium services have more adult content than what would be on regular but, cable. But Netflix which is kind of would be fine. Netflix adapts things for all ages as well. So Netflix if, would be cool. If Netflix had the budget for and it. Netflix, we didn't talk about it, is now the largest entertainment uh, provider in the world, just past yeah. Disney. Um, so it's a pretty big deal. But anyway, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up no, the new point, good. but it was you're interesting good. that that happened this week. I, I'm pretty much... You know, done with my pitch, so. Awesome. Somebody else can go. What's up, Rai Rai? Okay, I want to preface this by saying that some people may not, because I do a movie podcast every week, some people may not know, I'm a huge video game fan, always have been my whole life, so like 90% of my stuff is based on video games. That's fine. So I'm sorry. In fact, you can find Ryan on Gamer Heroes this week. That's right. I am on Gamer Heroes. I talked a lot. But that's because I don't get to talk about video games very much, so I really like to take advantage of it when I do. And I get two tonight, so we have two in a row. Yeah. Okay. So I have to decide which way I want to go. I'm going to leave that one out because I bet Derek's going to pull that one. Uh, Okay. I'm going to go with Castlevania. Yeah. So they did do a Netflix show. It was four episodes. So good. Um, Season two is supposed to hit this year, though. Sure. Um, (laughs) I I think that uh, they should do something that was a little more traditional. uh, Castlevania. Go back to Simon Belmont. go back to the roots of Simon Belmont, you know, killing Dracula and, and killing these monsters and, and be like Conan the Barbarian style or even like Game of Thrones in the stylistic aspect. Maybe right. not uh, the, the nudity. And and, yeah. I mean, there might be a little bit of Belmont Dracula, Wang. You know what? Right. If there's Belmont Wang, it happens. You know, <laughs> they're wearing loincloths and like fur. It, things are going to flop out, right? I'm a little upset that I've seen all these barbarian movies with loincloths that I've never once seen a wang from it. It's It's not realistic. It's not. It's not. The wang would be hanging. For sure. Yeah, they're free balling underneath that thing. But in any case, I would love to see Simon Belmont uh, you know, just go after Dracula. I want to see him, like, flinging axes like this for no reason. It doesn't make sense. You don't know where he's pulling the axes from, but but you know that he's throwing axes. Uh, or, like, drinking the invisible potion and running around being sneaky. Sneaky barbarian. Like and it. the whip, like whips, are, I want to see a live action. Like yeah. it, it, whips are a really cool weapon in movies, and especially he has like a steel whip that can shoot fire and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I like magic, obviously, and I like I like barbarians killing monsters. So I would love to see that. I, I it has actually like... has some really deep lore. <laughs> Castlevania does too. It does. Um... <laughs> Sorry, we've got uh, T-Foles in in our Twitch chats having a fun time. Uh, Thank you, T-Foles, for that. You can join us live Tuesday nights, by the way. Twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcasts. I think this is a fun idea. I mean, I like the anime to an extent. Well, it's not really an anime, but it's meant to look like an anime. Yeah, I think it's an anime. I thought it was... Was it? Okay. I think it was drawn in Korea, so that makes it an anime. Okay, I thought it was drawn here to look... Avatar is completely written by Americans and drawn in South Korea, so I I call it an American anime. So what's that make Futurama? 
Because Futurama is Korean. We're well. not talking about Futurama, Derek. Fine. My gosh. They're not on my At least it's not promise. Star Trek. Oh my god, I'd watch a live-action Futurama. That'd be so creepy. I'm pretty sure they made a live-action porn version. I believe oh. you. Um, anyway, no, I think that's really cool. So what's next on your list? Well, first on my list. Or 12th, whatever. I don't care. What are you going to talk about? Wow. All right. What are you talking about? So my first one is a novel that I would like to see adapted into a live-action film. Um, I don't think it would work real well as a TV series because I think it could get way too drawn out. But it is Glory Road by Heinlein. And uh, it's basically... It's a very interesting story for those who don't know what it is. It, It begins as the hero's journey. Okay, and our main character, uh, Easy, is basically brought onto this quest by this woman that he happens to meet, and um, he does all the big hero's journey stuff, right? Very Lord of the Rings-esque. There's quests, and he fights, and he wins the quests, and he's a champion, and everybody loves him, and that's like the first third of the story. And then you find out, really, it's about what happens after the hero is done. Right. And it's about the kind of existential questions that the hero would run into now that his glory days are over. Okay. And what that means and the kind of the philosophy behind it. So I like it because it's a, it's a twist on the standard hero's journey. We're so used to seeing heroes, you know, they get beat down, but then they, they believe in themselves and they get back up and it's Rocky four. And you know, that's, that's what we're used to seeing. Sounds like son of Zorn to me. I mean, so, I, I didn't watch that. Son of Zorn is basically like a barbarian. Awful. No, it was great. It was a barbarian <laughs> that, like, in his heyday was amazing and, like, the superhero type guy, but then he, like, has to move to suburbia. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware of it because of how ridiculous it looked. Yeah. I think you would have liked it. But in any case, I'm not trying to... Yeah. But I, it sounds similar. Like, so, yeah. I mean, he this, dealt with similar themes. It, I mean, maybe. I, I'll take your word for it. Um this is, it's, it's a kind of a, a serious story, but there's lots of fantasy elements and sci-fi elements to it. So it's, it's just one of those things where I, I think it's a unique story that could be told in a way that we're just not used to seeing. Um, it, it takes a story trope that we're used to and kind of turns it on its head and deals with the human aspects of kind of the, the fallout of, of that. Sounds good. I would watch it. So. Fun fact. When we first got together, we had when we first started dating, we had a conversation about recommending books for each other. I recommended you American Gods, and you recommended to me Glory Road. And neither of us have read those yet. (laughs) 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 To be fair, mine's a lot shorter than the one that you assigned me. I just want to throw that out there. American Gods is like thought you could handle big words. I'll take it back. No, wow. no, it's not the size of the words. It's the it's the volume of words. Sure, sure, <laughs> it's the sure. motion of the ocean. Wow. <laughs> All right, so my next one is a book as well. It is uh, Firebrand by Marion Zimmer Bradley. She is known for two things. One great, Miss of Avalon. If you saw that in the nineties, there was a wonderful adaptation with. Juliana Marulis. She's also known for another thing, and this is something I have to reconcile because I have issues with the fact that I'm a fan of her work. And she and her ex-husband were pedophiles and abused their daughter and went to jail, and they were terrible people. So it it makes me very upset about this. Um, I would hope 
that if the mo- the book is adapted, that money would go to like a charity or something. Or her daughter, because she's no longer alive. So. Anyway, the story, Firebrand, it's the story of Cassandra. And if you don't know Greek myth, Cassandra is talked about very little. She is uh, one of the princesses of Troy. So she's the sister of Hector. And uh, she becomes a priestess of Apollo. And uh, priestesses of Apollo were supposed to remain virginal. And something happened. She was tricked and she lost her virginity. And so Apollo curses her with uh, foresight. But nobody would ever believe her. So she sees the fall of Troy and nobody believes her. And the story is incredibly interesting how it plays out. Um, and the firebrand, since Greek myth is very rarely told from a female's perspective, this story is from Cassandra's perspective. And instead of, you know, the, the boy who cried wolf, it's the girl no one believed. And it makes for a very interesting book. And one of my favorites when I was in high school. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that at all, so I don't have much to add to it. But that is interesting. It's just a good Greek myth that's never told. So, Yeah. What's the lesson we're supposed to learn from Cassandra? Uh, definitely. I, if, you know, your daughter tells you that your city is going to be sacked, maybe you listen to her. Sack, then you sack those responsible? Yeah. Sack those before they can sack you. Her mistake was probably saying that Brad Pitt was going to be involved. And they're like, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> See, the thing, like, there's so much left out of the Iliad, which is our only, um, I guess, account of Troy, that we just focus on Achilles and uh, Hector and their fights and the sacking of Troy, but... Well, and the horse. Yes, the Trojan horse. And the giant wall. Yes. <laughs> we all know about the horse, right? Yes. Everyone knows the Trojan horse. And unfortunately, Trojan is just now associated with condoms, so... And, like, college teams, I, th- I think. There's a college football team or something. Or yeah, something the condoms. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, right. it's your turn. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Let me look at my Mondo. list to see what my next video game <laughs> are they, are they all video pitch games? is. Uh, I mean, honestly, my best ones are video games, so... <laughs> you, I'm laughing at your... Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to make Monty Python references in there, and nobody was getting it, so I figured I'd just I do it in chat it. instead. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with something a little more modern video game instead of the classics. Um, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so if you haven't better alive in the past two years uh you might not know what it is because it's been very popular and this show's probably a little too old for you you might want to go watch some sesame street yeah exactly okay um anyway uh uh, if you don't know it's about a post-apocalyptic world um where humans are basically now in tribes similar to how we were before civilization um and 
around us are robotic dinosaurs and, and other creatures. Dinos. Yeah, essentially. Which was what drew me into the game because I was like, okay, you have this primitive technology but you have uh, you know, very advanced technology on the other Dino end. bots? Okay. Stop it. It's mecha dinos. Are you guys done? Yeah. Okay. In any case, it, it's a really cool parallel between the two, and and you're kind of wondering why throughout the game, like why there's these super advanced dinosaurs, but they're using bows and arrows to kill them, uh, or rock slings. Um, but it's it would be an interesting property to see adapted. I don't think it would be something you'd want to do a TV show. I think it would be a better movie type situation. Um, but the aesthetics of it alone would be very interesting, um, and the storytelling, if they can keep it somewhat true to the game, would be pretty good i mean there's a lot of twists and turns in that game that uh that are that would translate really well to movies i think well i have it sitting upstairs ready to play this will be that that will be the story for all the games that i have on my list derek has them sitting upstairs and he's never played them i pre-ordered horizon zero dawn because i was so excited to play it and i just have not had an opportunity which is really sad it bums me out i have not bought horizon zero dawn i borrowed it from a friend and beat it in like two weeks because it was amazing Nice. Yeah, I should probably go buy it and support the game. Could have borrowed it so me. much. I could, I could uh, borrow any game from you because you never play them. So. I play some. I've been playing the hell out of Roller Coaster Tycoon this weekend. Oh, so boy. that's what Derek's next pick, pitch is probably <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon the movie. Better than Battleship. Couldn't be worse. This, or the Emoji Movie. This thirty minutes, we're just gonna pick up these people and drop them in yep. the water. It's, it's gonna be a three-hour-long movie. <laughs> Alright, so I guess it's my turn then? It is, Derek. It's your turn. Alright, so my next one is not a novel or anything like that. Good job. It is a band. You're adapting a band. I'm essentially adapting the persona of the band. Is it the Aquabats? No, that's a fun idea though. Uh, no, it's... Was it the Fire Gang? No. Oh, because I mean they sing. That doesn't and dance and pull their heads off. Alright, alright, alright. Who is it? Coheed and Cambria. Oh, the Amory Wars. The Amory Wars. So, for those who don't know, Coheed and Cambria is an alternative rock band that's been around since 2002. Um, They have put out eight albums um, that are all kind of connected, um, starting with the second stage Turbine Blade and basically finishing up with the year of the Black Rainbow was the seventh album. They had one since then, but that was the loop, the the seven-disc loop. But anyway... The Amory Wars are essentially a science fiction galactic war between Coheed and Cambria and giant jackhammer missile weapons and craziness and it's very meta. And they um, they had uh, three volumes of graphic novels based on their music. Um, the music is the story and they made the graphic novels based off of the music. Um, so three volumes, I think it's like ten issues a volume. Um and they've got another one in the works that they're returning to that uh, that story. So hopefully that'll be out in the next couple of years. Um, but it's just this giant sci-fi epic. Um, very, you know, intense battles and wars and giant you know monsters and, and things like that. Planet destroyers. And um, I think that you could do it as an updated, like, live-action heavy metal. 
where the music was the movie um, and you had people essentially acting all of that out. Um, and I'm talking more like heavy metal 2000, not the first heavy metal, which is just an excuse to draw boobs. Um, heavy metal 2000 is actually pretty fun. And so just, you know, a giant rock opera where you follow the music through the story as you're watching it. That would be fun. My eyes glazed over for about half of that. I'm going to be honest with you. Cause I was, uh, I, I don't, I don't know anything about, it. I don't listen to Cookie in Cambria. I'm not that invested in it. So man, favorite house Atlantic was my alarm clock the entire freshman year of college. My eyes are glazed over again. I don't know what you mean by that. It's a song title, Ryan. Okay. My next thing, I wonder what I should talk about. Uh, Well, you just talked about a band. I did. I'm going to talk about a song. I have wanted to adapt this song into something since I first heard it. Is it Space Oddity? It is not, although Mm. that would be brilliant. They already did it. It's called Apollo 13. (laughs) Good point. Spiders from Mars. That would be okay, too. I mean, that's really just Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> similar political themes too. Yes, we keep going. We were just trying no. to guess and see how well we knew you. It's Rachel. actually the Mariners' Revenge song by the December. Oh, so I was hoping it was good Dance Magic freaking Dance. song. So it's eight minutes, forty-five seconds long. It is from the point of a narrator, and it starts off with the narrator and another man being the sole survivors of a whale attack and they are inside the stomach of a whale and the How is that possible? It's like a Pinocchio. Pinocchio? (laughs) Yeah, but that's not real. Neither is this. It's her fault. Okay. So (laughs) the narrator recalls the story of how they met and how they actually have known each other in the past and it's this wonderful story about corruption and betrayal and um, I thought it would be really cool to see a live-action stage adaptation if there was a musical oh. of it, and the Decemberists come on and write the music, and the whole theme throughout the song is playing throughout the musical. But it would also work really well on screen, because I imagine it would be like a non-musical version of like Sweeney Todd or something, because it's full of murder and mayhem and stuff like that. So it would be dreary. And What kind of whale was it? I mean, the kind that eats people. Usually, it's like, like usually when you're inside the belly of a whale, it's like a blue whale. It didn't mean to eat. Right, but a blue whale can't actually eat people because it has a filter in its mouth, so they can filter out anything bigger than like small particles. So I'm I'm lost in the science aspect of this. Unless we can get to a whale humpback that actually whales? humpback whales are the same. Ninety nine percent of whales. Have a have, human have filtration a, a filter, system. a filter that keeps out anything larger. A killer than, whale. That I don't think just... a killer whale is actually a whale, though. I think it's a shark, technically, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. I I don't know. I something because a whale has to have a has that weird brine filter or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Listen, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to figure out if the science is good. It's not. Okay, I'm not watching that. I'm sorry. I got to tune out on it. Okay. I can't be a viewer of this unless it's a killer whale. Then I guess I could. I have it it memorized by heart. I could sing it for you right now. I could sing the backgrounds. Parts and everything. It would be fun. It's a great song. I, I've always wanted to see it adapted. I think a musical would be hella fun, but if it's not, that's fine too. Fair enough. That's yeah. good. Thanks. Ryan? Next video game. Alright, I'm going to go with... Well, we were just talking about whales, we so were. I'm going to pick something that has nothing to do with whales. <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> 
uh, okay, so you I'm might... Not, I'm not sure Skyrim is the opposite of Wales. I but said it had nothing, nothing to do, to do with Wales. Close. I never said anything it's about opposite. Um, we could replace the dragons with whales, and it could be the Orcaborn <laughs> instead of the Dragonborn. I love it! The Orcaborn! <laughs> um, in any case... Uh, it, you, there's going to be a lot of debate, you know, between gamers whether whether Skyrim is the best of the Elder Scrolls game. I, mean, I think it's it, not. That's it's not. You know, but it's it's great. <laughs> it was the most popular of all. Of and them, I think it'd be sure. the easiest to adapt to a movie. Um, the story of a dragon of Dragonborn is a very classic hero's tale, um, and with Game of Thrones popularity right now, yeah. I think that uh, that dragons are a pretty hot commodity in the entertainment marketplace. You're not wrong. Um, so having somebody that, that can literally speak dragon through shouting might be weird to translate to a screen. They can do it though. If they can translate some other stupid shit to a screen, they can screen. Well, considering that. what we, we saw Han Solo do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this is fine. Yeah. You're probably right on that. All right. But, uh, I would rather not change dragons into whales, but if that's what we have to do to get this movie made, <laughs> then. You're willing to compromise? I'm willing to compromise that. on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, I just think those aesthetics and dragons are, uh, if you do it right would be a, how a many cool arrow to the knee jokes are there? Uh, i would say none <laughs> otherwise it turns into x3 Aww. i'm the juggernaut bitch you yeah. know you don't want to do meme jokes memes. well maybe you don't say that someone took an arrow to the knee. they just, just get shot just watch somebody. it happen that would be okay we, we'll allow <laughs> it like that. we'll allow it yeah uh, no i think that's a lot of fun i uh i didn't get into skyrim all that much because unfortunately i made the mistake of playing it on 360 that is Which a mistake. Was at the end of that generation, on top of the fact that it was also you know the console version and not PC, Oblivion though the the uh, four is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um. And so you know I would be very excited for an Elder Scroll movie. If they sure. if they adapted the version of Skyrim that I have on my PC, then all the dragons would come out screaming like Randy Macho Man Savage and have like a, <laughs> the beard and the hat because I have that mod installed. Of course you do. So every time they come down, it's like, oh yeah, snap into a Slim Jim, and, and it, it kind of takes you out of it, but really it just makes you even more involved in the universe. That's fair. Fascinating. That's a good one though. That's good. I like it. I would I would be really excited to see an Elder Scroll film. Um, Even it if is, it wasn't Skyrim, yeah I, yeah, I agree. It's a lot of content in any one of those games, so maybe, maybe something like a Game of Thrones style series would be better. But yeah, either way, I, I think if you went with like Morrowind, you could do a Game of Thrones, you know, or like any t- like it's more of a TV show format. We keep saying Game of Thrones because it's medieval, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. styling. Like, but we compare things to Game of Thrones for quite a few reasons. It's wildly successful. It's probably the most successful live ad uh, live action adaptation on a premium network channel that's ever happened. It is also um, just incredibly well done. It draws so much talent. So, you know, to continue this with other sagas, with other franchises would be amazing. And I want to say that I just finished, I'm way behind, I've just finished season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. So I'm actually watching it now, so now oh, I wow. see all the hype. I'm into it. I'm all about it. I want to go home and watch another episode tonight. So. Nice. I need to catch up. I, I stopped in, at the end of season four. Mm. Um, I need to keep watching. I think at this point I'm three episodes into season two, so. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Dragons. Your turn. Dragons. All right. So uh, for my next one, I got to think through how I want to do oh, this. Oh, gosh. Why didn't you think through ahead of time, Derek? Well, because I don't want anyone to see what my other oh, stuff my is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, I see a game. There is a game. There is a game. But that's not what's next. Next is a comic book. Oh, I know what this is. I know what this story is. Storyline. What is it? Year one. No. Batman. Really? 
Close, though. I mean, you're really close. Or zero year. There zero year. That's what it is. Was there a year one back? There, there was oh, a okay. year one. Okay. Uh, well, that's crap. Oh, sorry, well, I didn't say that. I thought it was <laughs> just block. I just thought it was Santa. Just block Rachel. It's she's not important. <laughs> so, so Batman Perfect. Zero Year um, is a uh, story arc from the New Fifty Two uh, that was from uh, two thousand mid two thousand thirteen to mid two thousand fourteen, written by Scott Snyder uh, primarily, and Greg Capullo was the artist. Um, Had a fantastic design for Catwoman in an all brown suit. It looked great. I love this run of Batman. I thought that, well, the New 52 had a lot of issues, and I, I'm very aware of them. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that was not intended. That was funny. I do this all the time. Um, I, I loved it. I thought Scott Snyder, his, his story writing for Batman was phenomenal. It's my favorite run of Batman, and this is my favorite story in that run. It's very kind of apocalyptic, where Gotham is overrun and overgrown and um the riddler's taken over um at times and the riddler in this is just really outstanding very formidable uh batman has to basically go back to his true vigilante roots with very few gadgetry um one of my favorite cells is the batman i want to cosplay where he's basically on a dirt bike he's got like cargo combat pants and boots and he's his the Batman suit's got the sleeves ripped off, and he's still got the cowl on, but it's torn in places. Like, he's had it rough, uh, but he's still... Sounds you know, like the easiest Batman cosplay ever. Yeah. Yeah. But you still need the cowl. That's uh, true. <laughs> Luckily, I woke up on that. I do. I know a guy. A couple of guys. Give him, um, like, a torn up. <laughs> he's getting a B-grade. This is a B-grade. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted it like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's just a really intense kind of... Um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, I don't know. I haven't read it. I know. Sorry. There's there's a, a word that's escaping me right now. But um, it's 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 a brutal story. It's a darker story, but it's rough and aggressive. Um, and it it shows some villains in, in some neat lights. I like this version of the Riddler a lot. I think that he. I mean, he essentially locks down all of Gotham and creates this like arena essentially for Batman. And Batman doesn't have all of his gadgets. One of the things about Batman is that. He's got a million gadgets. He's got a bat something for every occasion. And he doesn't have that in this storyline. He doesn't. He has to really do it himself. It's, it's all on his own. And um, I think it could be a really, a really cool story. Those are the kind of films that I want to start seeing. I've seen Batman in universe films so many times that I just, I want to see the one-off things that are more interesting at this point because he's got so much stuff that... I'm more interested in Elseworld stories for all of the characters rather yeah. than the main, like any of the main storylines. I mean, this I know this isn't an Elseworld, yeah, but, but because I, but this is different enough to where it could almost be an Elseworlds. You know, it's not like the traditional Batman story, so I would be much more excited about something like that than I am about most other Batman stories. Well, and it's the Riddler who we haven't seen since the Jim Carrey Riddler. Rarely um, gets good storylines too, mm-hmm. and he's he's very, he's written. Because he's trying to be, he's not the Joker, but he's very similar to the Joker. Writers have had a hard time differentiating the two and sometimes make one or the other way too silly. Um, this Joker is incredibly intelligent, really interesting. But yeah, so I think that would be really fun. That's what I, I want to see is uh, Zero Year Batman. Cool. So, Well, my next pick is an entire book series. It is, there's actually two. There's a uh, an original and a sequel series written by Tamora Pierce. They are both series are uh, young adult quadril- 
quadrilogies. Uh, they were written in the 80s and 90s. The first one is about the first female knight and her struggle to become one. She moves up from page to squire to knight and uh, she has some struggles in there. But it's a fantasy story that's taken seriously from a female point of view. And right now, the female protagonists are all in this dystopian society where they have to choose between two guys. And it makes zero sense that there's always two dudes involved. And uh, it's nothing like that. So it's a brand new protagonist that we've never seen. The sequel uh, quadrilogy takes place when the knight is uh, in her 30s and 40s. She's married. She has children. She runs the royal army and it follows a young girl that she's mentoring instead so you could do the first series book or as a a few movies like four movies and then have the actress age a couple years come back and do a sequel series as well and then you know you have a very probable and realistic continuation so that's that's this right here. Could you block Derek's face? Block Derek's face with it. I can't. Just put it right here on the yeah, side. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. But it's it's really they're fun reads, and I'm currently rereading the series, so I just think it would be interesting. Nice. Thanks. Not much to add since I haven't read no, it. No, so, I again. I know I picked things that yeah to women and you guys don't Aren't like women. women so uh, I recall loving Avatar and the Decemberists it's just so, a joke you know it's fine it's just, just a joke it's hurtful it's hurtful my gosh what's your next video game let me see I'm gonna actually go with a non-video game <gasps> Whoa. I mean I have a lot more video games on my list but just because you guys keep giving me shit about it <laughs> no. I'm gonna go really with one game. that would not be good but I think needs to be made. Okay. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Okay. It's a comic book series. Um, and it was actually supposed to be a movie. Um, but yeah, it got canceled for some licensing reasons, I think. Um, but, but the comic book series is one of, I don't read a lot of comic books, but I read that one and I think I still have all the different variant covers and stuff for it. Um, it's not really that great of a comic book unless you're just a huge fan of ash in general um because i'm not that big of a fan of freddie and jason you know any more than any other horror character but um yeah i think it would be really fun to see on screen and with the recent uh retirement of ash as a character you know uh, i realize that it's probably not probable at this point but well they bruce campbell retired probably but, I, but nobody probable. else can play ash so so uh, but I mean, you know, 15 years ago, um, this would have been a, a great movie. I would have loved to see adapted. That would have been probably before, I think before the comic books came out, but man, yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen this. So I've never read the comics, but, um, I, uh, I'm aware of the, of the attempt to make the movie and I actually really enjoy the Freddy versus Jason movie. Um, and you can imagine how good it would be if they threw Ash in the mix also. Right. Uh, because it's just, it's just sheer fun. Like if you don't like Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the 13th films, that's fine, because Freddy vs. Jason is just ridiculous with these two immortal slashers going after each other, with humans getting in the way. So if you replace the generic humans with Ash trying to save the day, I think you actually have 
an incredible little gem, and it's a shame that they were never able to work that out. It really is. Yeah, we all need more Ash in our lives, really. Absolutely. Especially to the people that didn't pirate the series and paid for stars. Thank you. (sighs) Hey, I subscribed to stars for my free month. Okay, <laughs> and then watched it, and then I pirated it for somebody else, but I still... Wow. Wow. Allegedly. Part of the problem. Derek? Sad. All right. Well, in the spirit of balancing things out, my next one is a video game. <laughs> it's going to be one of the ones that I know uh, you're going to pick, too, so... Well, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, particularly obscure or Super Mario Odyssey. Yet. No, no, Super Mario Brothers. Like, I think we need a remake. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. That movie's insane. Um, no, so for me, it is Halo. So Halo is, of course, a big first-person shooter franchise um, that started in 2001. Um, it's had multiple games. Number you know six is in development right now, supposedly. I'm sure it is. Um, it follows Master Chief, who's a super soldier, and Cortana, his... AI who's constantly trying to stop him from dying. And constantly changing the way she looks. As graphics improve. Yeah. I mean, he changes how, how he looks too. That's but, true. Uh, but she changes pretty drastically. She does. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, hey, look. Cortana is awesome. So in My your, phone changed the way it looked today. In your, so in your dream Halo movie or TV show or whatever it's going to be, is it going to be like Dread style? Not like shitty Judge Dread, but like Dread, where he, yeah, where he has the helmet on all the time. Yeah, no, I, I think that if you're ever going to see the man under the helmet, it has to be the final shot in whatever the last is movie is. Is it Sylvester is. Stallone? It is not Sylvester okay. Stallone. Um, is it Duke Nukem? Have you seen that video? <laughs> where finally Master Chief takes off his helmet and it's Duke Nukem? That's fantastic. No, it is not going to be, be amazing. Duke Nukem. I, think that that I should have had that on my list. Duke Nukem? Oh, what a God. great movie. <laughs> Starring John Cena that they're making. Are they? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember the rumors about that. (laughs) I thought you were kidding. No, there was a bodybuilder that would have been great. He cosplayed Duke Nukem to promote at E3 one year, and he was amazing. I can't remember his name. Anyway, sorry. Halo, at at the moment, has a five-arc story, but you don't even have to do the five. You could do the the one standalone initial game and have a really solid film and story. Um, You know, you you can pare that down enough to make a two and a half hour film. Um, would you rather it be a TV show? No, I think it should be movies. I don't think there's enough substance to have a TV show. I think that if you wanted to do a trilogy of the first three Halo games, you could easily do that. And if you wanted to then, you know, spin, continue spinning it off to four and five, you could. But I don't think there's enough content in a single one of those games to have more than, like, six episodes or eight episodes of, you know, an hour-long show. Uh, I guess you could. But I think it would be unnecessary. I think you could do a miniseries. I mean, you could. And there's been talks about them doing a Halo miniseries with Steven Spielberg for a decade now. Um, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But um, it would be cool. I would really like to see it. I think it would be a lot of fun. There'd be, it would be mostly live action with some CGI, of course, for Cortana and the Flood and the Covenant. But, um, yeah. Halo. Halo. Just I, I wouldn't want them to call it like Halo Combat Evolved because that's not a good... Good That's title. a dumb name. That's what the original game was called. That's stupid. So it did. It did revolutionize no, the first-person shooter. So no wonder Rooster Teeth made fun of it. <laughs> yeah, well, Red versus Blue is amazing and brilliant, and I love those guys. So. <laughs> 
All right, last round. For my last pick, I'm going to take you all back to the wild days of 2007 when movie studios bought up every comic book property that they could get their hands on. This is back in the day when Wanted and Kick-Ass came out and they were huge hits at the box office. So they bought up Transmetropolitan and Why the Last Man and my favorite comic book series of all time, Fables. And all those properties just went right down the garbage. Did they do anything with them? No. So <laughs> Fables was always going to be adapted to a TV show. ABC and NBC both had their hands on it at some point. Something always fell through, probably because there's language and nudity and mature themes in here, and neither of those TV shows or TV studios can really embrace those. So we got Once Upon a Time and Grimm. Terrible TV shows. They're they're just indulgent crap. And Fables is not. Fables is uh, incredibly well-written. It's extravagant. It's embracing of every fairy tale to ever cross the, you know, universe. They, they incorporate Indian fairy tales and Chinese and not just European. Um, the original story follows a chunk of European fairy tales who come straight to New York after their home world is invaded. So there's war and despair and murder and lust. And it's incredibly successful, too. Um, the series ran for over, uh, I believe, 200 issues. They had three spinoff series. It had two uh, standalone graphic novel sequels. It had one video game and an, another sequel to that in development. It's a tell telltale game and a standalone novel as well. So it it had a lot to work with. And honestly, they could choose any one of those things to adapt, and it would be a ton of fun. I would be on board with it. That was The Wolf Among Us, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. I like that. Wolf Among Us was the video game. Mm -hmm. That was like Telltale's first big game. One of them, yeah. It so. was that in Batman, right? Mm -hmm. No, it was that in Walking Dead. Oh, oh right. yeah. Batman right. didn't come till later. Yeah. You're right. Revolve Walking Dead. No, that's cool. I, I'd like to see that stuff. The graphic novels look cool. I flipped through them a few times. They're yeah. pretty neat. So, that'd be fun. Alright, Ryan. My last one. Your last one. Okay. This one's already been... It was a TV show. Okay. And it's going to be another TV show. But not in the way that I want it done. Okay. Thundercats. But I want it to be in a real live action with ridiculous, like, huge, muscular people as the Thundercats. Like American um, Gladiators? Yes. Get the American <laughs> Gladiators. Derek is on to something. Or, like, wrestlers. They can all be played by wrestlers. I don't even care if the acting is good, right? Like, I just want to see some Thundercats beating up Mumra and, like... I have Thundera. Yeah, and I want to see the live action. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh, you yeah. want some yes. buff looking dudes to say line for line yes. cartoon? I just okay. wanted to do, do the intro. Like all okay. they have to do is a minute and a half long movie. 
right? I'll pay my nine bucks and go watch the intro, and I'm good. That's it. That's all I need. I think that's fair. You know, I, I mean, honestly, I'd also pay nine dollars. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Right? I'm I mean, on board. The studio could save so much money. All they need is a budget of like I don't know, a hundred thousand maybe, yeah. and they'll make that. Back I at $9 will body cash. paint the rock for free. There you <laughs> like, go. I got this. Yeah, I'm in. Which who would he be? The Rock is Panthro, clearly. No, The Rock's Lino, Vin Diesel's Panthro, and the two of them can get over their feud. I don't even I don't care. know if I could do The uh, do the Rock as Lino. I like Vin Diesel as Panthro. Yeah, that's though. good casting. <laughs> I like that. That is good casting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just imagine him from Pitch Black. But who's going to play Snarf? Snarf? Well, clearly you are. <laughs> oh, yes! Now I'm really in. Now I'm really in. Man. Uh, you gotta get someone like Josh Gad or something to play Snarf. Oh my god, that's so perfect. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. I fucking hate how perfect that is. So we've been doing these ca- these fan casting things. We're getting better as off the cuff. You well, Thundercats, I believe, was our first fan cast that mm-hmm. we ever did. Yeah, so maybe we should revisit this. Maybe we should go over it. I don't remember what I did at all for that. Yeah, but we're but. just pitching for a minute so and a half long intro. Who would John Cena be? And Thundercats. Because Mid- Midnight Pearl wants to Mumra. Know. I like it. Yeah? I like yeah, it. Yeah, we cover him so we don't have to see any of his actual face. <laughs> we just cover him in, like, CG and, and rags. And oh, you sh- could just tell that he's a muscular dude underneath. <laughs> For some reason, even though he's a mummy, mummy and he's supposed to be withered away. We don't understand why, but... Well, it's like Skeletor. No, because Skeletor was a legitimate, legitimately buff dude that got acid thrown on him and melted his face down to the bone. True. Yeah, but, like... Mumra is still... just like a mummy... Who at some point was just really fit. I guess. This doesn't really make <laughs> Everybody sense. Everybody in the 80s on cartoons was really yeah. fit. I mean, Eternia, like, you just got big muscles. That was part of growing up. It's true. Well, then there's your answer. Unless you were Adora. Yeah. Yeah. He got really giant tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went a little bit odd with the women, but, you know. The Fair theory enough. stands with any man in uh, Eternia. But. All right, all right. My last one, because we're way over time now. My last. We took that break. It's fine. Which was like a minute. It, we're fine. Let's okay. go. All right. So for my last one, uh, we are going to be talking about a book. Um, the book is Red Shirts by John Scalzi. Uh, Red Shirts is a fun book. Uh, it's incredibly meta and tongue-in-cheek. And the whole idea is to play on the tropes of the generic sci-fi adventure adventure show like Star Trek. Um, the idea being that there are all of these tropes that are in episodes on a regular basis and what ends up happening with these characters, you're following these ensigns and you learn that there's all of these patterns on the ship that if you go on an away mission with this person, you're always going to die, but they'll be fine. Or if you go with this person, you're always going to be captured or saved or whatever. And things start getting really complicated and confusing and the characters become self-aware and realize that they're characters on a TV show. And they want to stop the writers from torturing them, is basically what it's about. And they oh go after the writers. It's very Animaniacs, I guess, from that standpoint. Absolutely, yeah, um, it's Animaniacs. So it's very, very meta. There's le- you know, levels on levels. There's a character who's just disappeared from the show because he was he found out about and hid in like the Jeffrey's tubes of the ship. Um, and the characters find him. And so they actually end up coming into the real world and have to and confront the writers of the show um which is just it's just fun i I appreciate the i appreciate the tongue-in-cheek attitude of it and 
analyzing these tropes that we kind of take for granted sometimes in these oh, episodic TV shows. The three of us never take tropes for granted. We love tropes. We love making fun of tropes. Yeah, that we do. That That is true. It's so, part of our job. So that's it, John Scalzi. Um, if you uh, don't know, he, he also wrote Old, Old Man's War, which is kind of his big, big novel. But Red Shirts did win the Hugo Award for Best Novel in 2013 when it came out. So, that's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's a good book. It's a good read. So I that's watched it. that. That would be a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I think it would be a good time. It would be, you know, a, a somewhat comedic, like Galaxy Quest. Yeah. You know, uh, very meta. I appreciate that. I like meta. So... There we go. That's it. That's our lists. Um, what do you guys want to see adapted? Let us know. You can hit us up at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook or HeroesPodcasts.com. Uh, you can find our show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and Blog Talk Radio, as well as anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, guys, where can people find you? I am at Siren Ray on most, if not all, social media, so check me out there. Buster Props. I was in the chat tonight chatting with some folks. Uh, and, you know, if you if you don't want to wait until uh, the episode releases on Twitter, or you know, you can, or to hit us up on Twitter after the episode releases, releases, come and chat with us live. We had several people in chat tonight. It was fun. Some more talkative than others. Yeah, I I'm really looking at you, Bruce Wayne twenty five. Where you been the whole time, buddy? <laughs> no, I do appreciate everybody who joined us live. You can join us live Tuesday nights at nine p.m. Uh, Eastern, 8 Central at twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcasts. And if you know, if you talk to us, we'll talk back to you in chat. Sometimes we'll bring up what you're talking about um, in, in the episode and, and mention it. So please talk to us there. I am the Star Trek Dude on Twitter and Facebook. You can also find me on the, the uh, Gamer Heroes and Red Shirts and Runabouts podcasts, our video games and Star Trek podcasts, also on the network. Uh, next week. We are... Going into uh, uncharted waters for us. So we are. We talked earlier in this episode about how the DC movies are breaking our hearts. We are going to rewrite them, with the exception of Wonder Woman, because we all uh, that was the only movie that all three of us gave a positive review for. Uh, we're going to start with Man of Steel, and that's because it's probably the movie out of the four that we're. Are rewriting with the least amount of problems, so we're gonna try that. We're... It's also the first one. Yeah, yeah, uh, but we're really just gonna try and fix the problems that we have. So if it's you know writing a whole new script for it, if it's recasting roles, or you know figuring out what else we would do in certain parts, that's that's what we're gonna do. And we'd love for you to join us and kind of help with that creative process. Yep. So it's a new segment called Let's Rewrite It. Um, we're going to be doing these once in a while, and once we finish up the DCEU, we'll move on to other franchises and categories and, and things like that. So if you enjoy it, please join us. I'd suggest Transformers, but that means that I'd have to no. watch the Transformers. I don't want to watch them. Yeah. No. So probably not going to do that. We could do a retro review of the original animated movie from 1987. Or we could uh, rewrite Turtles 3. Ooh. Let, we can rewrite the, the Turtles. Travel. Yeah, let's rewrite the Turtles after we're done with the DCEU. Combat cold cuts. No, that was two. I know. Okay. She's, no. She wants to rewrite all of the Turtles movies. Oh, all of them? Why? The two, there's two of them that are really good, but that's okay. There's one and a half of them. No. Really there's two. Derek and I will fight you. Casey Jones straight up murder shredder. Yeah, that was awesome and so in character. All right. It that's is. it for us, guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com. Boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.